0: Alright, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How the heck are you? How are we doing on a uh, Tuesday? Let's get into it. On today's show, we got a couple things to go over. A couple things for uh, Tuesday. We're going to talk about an article that was brought up on an ESPN sports betting show that references the idea of young people being susceptible to sports betting and the risks and dangers of it. So, I'll give my thoughts on that. Also, going to give a pick in the Premier League for this weekend. But uh, I want to start out with a Twitter direct message, a DM on a Twitter that I got about entertainment bets. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole message, but the idea was, are entertainment bets ever good to make? Now, for those who are new to the idea of entertainment bets, because I know that not a lot of you bet with offshore accounts, and that's where you're going to find these entertainment bets. Uh, BetUS, Bovada, certain, uh, let's see, are there any other like prevalent ones? Uh, Online, that's another one that does these these offshore sports books offer entertainment bets that allow you to bet on like TV shows and movies and award shows. And so this this question is, should you ever make these? Uh, let's get into that. So first off, if you do want to make these, you're interested. I do another podcast called College Football Tailgate. Again, that's College Football Tailgate. Um One of our sponsors on that show is BetUS. BetUS is an offshore account. They have entertainment bets. So if you're interested in this kind of thing, you want to start betting entertainment bets, check out BetUS.com and put in promo code TAILGATE when you sign up for all kinds of unique promotions and bonuses. But uh, either way, um, entertainment bets, I think, are very fun. And this comes back to the idea of know why you're betting. A lot of people ask me, should I bet on the Raiders tonight? Should I bet on the Chiefs tonight? Should I do this? It's like... Why are you betting? Are you betting because they're your favorite team? You want to have a little bit more fun? You want to make the game a little more interesting? Because that's one thing. A lot of my friends, I live in Denver. A lot of my buddies just bet on the Broncos or the CU Buffs or the Colorado Avalanche, like a lot of games. You know, And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if it gets to a point where you're spending too much money, it's a problem. But if you'd rather stay home and watch the Denver Nuggets and put 15 bucks in the game instead of going out and getting dinner or going to the game even or doing something else there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion from my point of view right so everything comes back to know why you're betting and if you're betting an entertainment bet and you're going to bet the academy awards and put it in your portfolio and right there along with your you know green bay packers ticket probably not the best idea so if you're betting these things seriously probably not great Unless you've got inside information, because that's what those all come down to, right? But let's talk about the reason why it's usually not great to bet entertainment bets. Two main reasons. One, the built-in VIG. We've talked about this before. If you get a multi-way market where there's several outcomes for an event, right? Who's going to win the Academy Award? You know, they're going to have like 10 people. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? There's going to be all the teams listed. In these multi-way markets, there's going to be a natural tax that's way higher than, than normal. So there's a built-in vig that's very hard to beat. That's the first kind of realistic reason why you shouldn't bet these. The second reason is inside information drives these markets. So if you have the inside info, hell bet away. Bet as much as you can get down. If you know the color of the Gatorade each team is going to have and let's say both team has, you know, orange Gatorade, you put all the money you have on orange cuz you have inside information someone else doesn't have and there's a market you can bet on that doesn't have the same information you have so inside information can be powerful now let's let's remember one thing with all of these bets the the color of the Gatorade or the Academy Award winner or the uh, what, you know what's going to happen on next year's TV show you know all these futures bets that someone knows where there's inside info there's very low limits. You know, I don't think a lot of sportsbooks will take more than like $50 on the color of the Gatorade. Now, you can still get $50 down at a lot of different accounts if you wanted to, but that's the idea. It's not going to be worth your while overwhelmingly because if the sportsbook doesn't know and they're just having fun putting it up, they're not going to let you bet a lot of money. But look, I like entertainment bets. I'm not going to lie. I think they're so fun. I, I like to do like Survivor entertainment bets because I, like I, like, <laughs> I like to watch Survivor. And so I'll bet on those. Uh, as a matter of fact, this year, I did a Survivor draft with some people where we like drafted different people from from the show. So I like doing stuff like that. I think it's super fun. But again, I go in knowing I'm gambling. I'm looking to have a good time. I'm not looking to put in my portfolio and make some cash. But so to answer your question for anyone out there wondering, entertainment bets are a hell of a lot of fun. Just understand you're gambling with that money and know why you're doing it. So All right, let's move on to the article. Um, this article I was watching it yet. Yeah, well, I was watching, it was a YouTube, uh, like I was on a YouTube roll, right? I was working and in the background. I had YouTube on and you know how after like an hour, it just gets on like a YouTube weird string of playing stuff. So it was playing different sports betting things, and one of the ESPN shows came up. I I, I should know this because I'm going to reference the article, but I don't know exactly which ESPN show. But they talked about an article, an editorial, uh, that came out today, so it was uh, from today, Sports Betting, A Slippery Slope. This is an editorial from MarquetteWire, uh, org. I think Marquette Wire is just like a student newspaper from, from Marquette. And my point here isn't to talk about Marquette or student newspapers or anything like that. It's just the, it's just the overarching idea of how to interpret and how to deal with sports betting content that's now going to be seeping into everyday life. So whether it's in a newspaper or like Good Morning America or whatever it is, a lot of people who don't really get sports betting are going to be talking about sports betting. Now, before we go on, the author's name, Izzy Von Drewell. Hope I said that right. Izzy Izzy, I think, she did a pretty good job on this article. Okay, now I will say that looking at her little uh, bio here, she is a junior uh, at Marquette, which is kind of why I lean towards this being a student newspaper. And this definitely comes from the point of view of a younger person. But uh, my overall takeaway from this article is that I agree with her message. And it's something we don't talk about enough on here, which is people have to be more careful when they're betting. Like, I agree with the overarching theme of this, uh, of... People are too out of control. People get a little too loose. I think in general, the public bets too many games, bets too much money. So I agree. People need to scale it down a little bit. And I think part of it is people being excited with sports betting so legal now in America. But I agree with that, that it is a problem. But we've got to also be good consumers and know where this information is coming from. Because there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of views on sports betting. And we just need to sift through... Who's saying the right stuff and some good stuff? And who's just being a little bit, a little scared, right? Who's who's be, who's using the scare tactics? Who's being the frightened mom wanting to save their kids from this stuff? Because sports betting is okay as long as you handle it well. And we don't talk about politics a lot on this show, which there's a reason for that, right? This show is inviting for everyone. Everyone bets. We don't like to be divisive on here. And politics are certainly divisive. But I will say this, okay? I will say this. And this isn't a super strong political point of view or anything, but I just believe like one of my core beliefs and a lot of things, it goes to politics and life and sports everything. I just think that we are responsible for our own actions and the outcome of our actions, right? So if we are, if you're an individual who is susceptible to being an alcoholic, maybe you're more susceptible, maybe it's in your family or you just have an addictive personality, whatever it may be, right? I think it's on that individual to watch how much alcohol they take they they intake and maybe have certain rules they set for themselves things like that right i don't think it's on the alcohol companies to watch the advertising and not poach on that individual things like that right i'm more of the thought process that it's on the individual to be responsible rather than what's around them to make sure they're being okay with their whatever perceived issues they may have right or problems they may have so That's just sort of how of my thought process in general with everything. So, of course, that applies to sports betting. I am a big believer that if you identify a problem, you're wasting money, you're spending a lot of too much, you know, way too much money every month, it's probably, and I know it's case by case, but generally speaking, it's probably from my point of view, more on the person than it would be DraftKings running too many ads on TV. So, that's just my point of view. You can disagree if you'd like, but I wanted to put that out there before we talk about this because... There's going to be a lot of these articles. There's going to be a lot of these editorials. There's going to be a lot of stuff that says like the, the headline of this is sports betting is slippery slope. Is it? Because if so, I think sugar is also a slippery slope. So that's how I think about that in, in, in general. But I want to reiterate what I said. I agree that people are a little too out of control with their sports betting. But it's probably up to them to fix that, not on everything going around that. But I I do think people should bet less money, less games, tone it down a little bit. But this article says, the desire to wager on each and every game has taken the joy out of sports. It used to be about sitting down with some friends to cheer on your favorite teams, but now people are wagering their paychecks and livelihoods every day. And I know a lot of people who would disagree with that statement, with that statement, right? Because many people I know... Actually, wager to put the joy into sports. A lot of people I know will watch a random Thursday night football game they have no interest in because they have money in it. This all comes back to responsibility. If you can handle it, that's great. This individual, as you mentioned, they're on a college campus. You know, everything's going to come from that point of view, from a younger, twenty-year-old point of view. And be careful with these things. Again, this is a general, uh, you know, piece of advice. But any kind of news article or news piece or, or or whatever it is you know when you're watching the news when you're reading articles you should know where some of the stuff comes from now if it's it, if it's like a, a worldly news outlet they're probably gonna do a little bit better job than 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 our friend Izzy did here for for Marquette but you know she says here there's uh, there's a, there's a uh, sentence in the article that says, the NCAA, report, the NCAA reports that most sports betting occurs in the 18 to 22-year-old age group. Among this category, roughly 58% of them placed a wager within the last week. Well, I actually looked at the article or the uh, the reference that she put in the article about the NCAA, uh, NCAA report. And the report that she's referencing was a survey by the NCAA that questioned 3,527 18 to 22 year olds on college campuses. And the NCAA article says overall, the present survey found that sports wedger, wagering is pervasive amongst 20, 18 to 22 year olds, with 58% having engaged in at least one sports betting activity in the last year. And then in the editorial, she kind of twists that, right? And it says the NCAA reports that most sports betting occurs in the 18 to 22 year old age group. That's not what that said. That said amongst the 18 to 22 year old surveys, it's pervasive and almost 60% did place a bet. So this is a great example. Uh, And she said, again, I don't want to come down on this, on this individual, right? Izzy seems like a smart, a smart, a smart woman. She seems like she's doing a good job in her, in her, you know, venture for a career, but this is just something that's incorrect that she misinterpreted from an NCAA report. But if you don't realize that, you read this, you go, Oh my God, I didn't realize sports betting is the most prevalent between 18 and 22 year olds. That's crazy. That's this is a problem, right? So this is my point here. It's not as big of a problem as it seems, even though I agree with the with the point that people should slow down. It's not that bad. This article also says, quote, roughly one in five men either are or have been in debt from sports betting. Okay. This roughly one in five men. So I looked, you know, how, how like articles will put, uh, um, like links to what they were referencing. So where it says one in five men, I click that. And it brings me to a survey by men's health. This men's health survey interviewed 3,800 Americans. And what they found was in that survey, one in five are in debt. OK, that's much different than saying one in five men are in debt. That's that's what would be more accurate is to say one in five men who bet sports are in debt from sports betting, not one in five Americans or total people who are betting sports. So, again, I feel like I'm coming down. I feel like my point here was <laughs> I'm like coming out on some junior Marquette here. There's a couple of things that were inaccurate, were accurate, that were inaccurate in this uh, article. Right. So. Be careful with what you're reading. When people talk about, oh, look at sports betting is pervasive against young people. Just understand that a lot of people who don't understand sports betting or this whole world are going to be talking about it a lot. And be careful with what you're with what you're consuming. But she mentions some great things on here. She actually talks about break-even percentage. How many of you have ever talked about that before? Okay, so before slamming Izzy too much on this, Izzy talks about break-even percentage, which I was blown away with. So Izzy's advice: what you should do. And I pretty much agree with all these things. So to wrap this article up, her advice is set a limit, okay? I don't think there's anything wrong with setting, it. It was setting a limit for everyone out there, okay? So set a hard limit on how much you want to spend. Great piece of advice. Second piece of advice, know the break-even percentage for all your bets. She says the break-even rate, but it's the same thing. It's better to break even than to lose money on, you know, during the blah, 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 whatever she says. That's amazing. She talks about break even percentage. That is like next level stuff. Good job, Izzy. Uh, And then third, think through every bet and really consider the risk and reward. Awesome. That's great advice. So her three pieces of advice, I'll agree with her overall, all message. I agree with be more careful. Don't go so crazy, but a few things in there that meant to make her point were taken out of context. in My opinion, be careful with what you interpret, but I agree with her overall message. All right, let's move on. Let's get off Izzy here. By the way, you know what's delicious? Have you ever had an Izzy drink? I actually have one here on my desk. I like the Izzy sparkling grapefruits. Those are my favorite Izzy's, but uh, good job, Izzy. Okay, let's give a pick out to wrap today's show up. We are going to give a pick in the Premier League. Premier League this weekend in some soccer. We are going to give, let's see here, Tottenham minus one, minus 120, at Luton Town. I was actually debating taking Tottenham on the money line because it's really spread out right now. You can find anywhere from minus 200 to minus 250, but I think the minus one at 120 just provides a little bit more value because the possibility of volatility in this game or uh, what I'm seeing right now for the volatility in this matchup. So this really comes down to the idea that Tottenham has kind of a rare few days off with this crazy European schedule. A lot of these teams have Europa this week and, and Champions League and... Tottenham just has a game last week, game next week. They get to all, prepare and put all their effort towards Luton. Uh, Luton Town actually plays today, right? We're recording this on a Tuesday, uh, the third. Luton hosts Burnley today, and that is a huge game. It may, it may not look like a big game like on paper, but both these teams are in there are going to be in the relegation battle this year. We know for sure, Luton and Burnley are going to be in the relegation fight all season long. This is one of those few games both teams are looking at as like a must-win or at least must-get points. So for Luton to have all this attention and all this max effort mentality this year, like in a midweek game... And then they turn around and host one of the best teams this year so far in the in the Premier League. I think it's a bad spot for Luton, good spot for Tottenham. Overall, despite any of that, X's and O's, I think it's a, a pure power ratings play. And I do believe we see more of an adjustment the closer we get to to the game uh, to, to kick off. So Tottenham minus one minus one twenty is our bet for the weekend that we're giving out right now. Now here's the thing: I looked at like DraftKings and a few other sports books. DraftKings doesn't offer a minus one, okay? And if you're going to get these more square, more domestic books, you're going to find this. They don't like the even one or two because draws or ties are worse for the sports book. They'd rather offer Tottenham, Tottenham minus a half and then minus one and a half and then minus two and a half. They're not going to offer minus two. So you're going to have to search a little bit more than the average bet for this one, but Tottenham minus one at minus 120 is our play. And by the way, that game's going to be on Saturday morning. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate you listening. Good luck with whatever you have going on today or tonight. If the catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow, right here on Sports Betting Daily.